Hello, and welcome back to another exciting Alchemist Club adventure. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master. Uh, I definitely got that order wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> your dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure, but I already said that. Yep. Uh, it's been a day. Um, I am joined here today by... Daniel, playing Chad Fleet. Ail, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. Man, I play Leyland. Very good, sir. <laughs> you gotta give us more than that. What no, is, that's perfect. What is, <laughs> what is this alias's name? A good butler has no name. He serves at the behest of the master, and that oh is my all. <laughs> Seriously? Who <laughs> wants to recap what happened last time? We sold our gems. Yeah. Desmond and, stole Falrock's uh, hammer. I yeah. steal it, I upgraded it. The wedding you preparations are underway. <laughs> Much to Falrock's chagrin. True name yeah. is being revealed. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah, that that's mostly it. We just did some uh, kind of normal, everyday stuff. For an adventuring party. Normal, everyday sort of adventures. So, Jed uh, put on a nice little show for the dwarven children of the city. Yep. All right. So, there you are, gathered up. Well, I suppose Desmond went back to the ship. Um, the rest We're of all you... back to the ship, though. Okay. Everybody is gathered up and. Uh, I believe you had some shopping you wanted to do. That's correct. Yeah. It's going to be one of these We're... episodes, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we're looking for enchanted items that we can use easily. They don't have to be like... Uh, I don't know. They, they need to be a powerful enchantment, but it doesn't have to be a specific enchantment. We're just looking to feed the Upgrade Forge. Um, and in general, just look at what they have for sale, since we now have a lot of money. Yeah, so. and I've got I got to get Falrock's wedding present, and then I have some stuff that I want for me. Oh Lord. <laughs> okay. So while so. these dwarves are hauling sapphires out of the hold, um, <laughs> watched over by uh, our bees. Yep. In Leolin. Uh, yeah. Leolin, who is covered a, in bees. A lot of sets of eyes <laughs> on them. Um, yeah, Leyland's in his bee armor that we established several episodes ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're just keeping an eye on things, making sure nobody tries to plant any bombs on our ship. Uh-huh. And I ask uh, one of the dwarves who's sort of overseeing the operation, where, where's the best place in town to score some magic gear? You know, who, who's the, who are the top enchanters in... Uh, Diangea. Diangea. And you want the Enchanters Guild. Great. <laughs> That's the extent of the interaction there. I. Yeah. Um. Once everything's offloaded and shipped up, I um, and the dwarves are you know headed back towards the city with their cartloads of sapphires. I turn back towards the tree with the key fob and I go click click, and uh, the the headlights on Teliferous flash a couple times. <laughs> And uh, then we're ready to go shopping. All right. You go to the Enchanter's Guild where yeah. you, um, as I described previously, it's uh, a very ornate building, lots of runes etched into various surfaces, particularly, particularly around the doors and windows. Um as with the Jewelers Guild, there are like there's what's obviously the main guild hall, and then outbuildings. And it looks like the outbuildings are where most of the sale of enchanted items takes place. Like they're set up kind of like market stalls. I just start um, at first before I start asking for specifics. I'm just gonna see like what do they have. Not only like what are their prize items that they're displaying most prominently, but what's on their clearance rack. The clearance rack. <laughs> what are they trying to offload? Excuse me. Uh, the clearance rack is mostly like 
Oh, malformed. we can buy all the cursed items. Yeah. Malf Leave the cursed items to the tree. That seems no. like a good idea. No. Uh, you are what you eat. Don't. No. Look, we keep saying that, but there's no proof. <clears throat> the Urkel Circle did just fine. You, the, the Urkel Circle did just fine. We fed it an orb of pure death, and it's fine. Yep. The Teliferous has got a strong tummy. <laughs> the Clarence. I did like. Yeah. Did it like shake violently when we did that? Yes. Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. It, it had a little bit of trouble going down, yeah, but like, you know, it's a spicy tamale, but it's fine. I I don't want to sure... give too spicy of a tamale so that Teliferous then throws up. Look, I'm pretty anything... sure buying too many cursed items puts you on a fucking list. <laughs> yeah, that too. We're on enough of those. I I'm just saying that like anything we can pick up here at this dwarven shop is going to be less dangerous than things we have already done. That's not necessarily true. Yeah. No, I, Do you really want to test that? Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a stupid <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Um, the clearance rack is mostly yeah. like malformed weapons and armor that don't, like, they're enchanted, but... Either something went wrong with the enchantment, or the like the weapon or armor is not useful. Like the haft is bent or something, or it only got a plus one half enchantment. Uh, okay. Um. So I um. I had previously said that we wanted to bring Basil along to kind of like give us power levels, but I think Desmond can also kind of do that. Um. From one or the other, I just want to get an assessment of, is this kind of what we were going for, where the enchantment is still magical, but it's just not in, like, a usable form? Or is I feel it like just this is going to be like those arrows. Magic? I feel like this is going to be like those arrows where we're going to need a bunch of stuff to... Yeah. yeah if it's, if it's really cheap. Yeah. Like, how much... How much off is the clearance rack useless crap compared to like a regular the sword? clearance rack? Everything on there is marked for 1000 gold pieces compared to compared to like, any like the next lowest thing that isn't on the clearance rack is 1500. Okay. So not, not that really much seem... of a price dip. No, this doesn't yeah. really seem, I mean, I guess let's get the power levels checked but yeah what possible use could anybody get out of like a a plus one broadsword bent sideways like that's can those yeah. be repurposed like uh, why are they still selling them? i think what yeah, you're describing a, a there, i think what you're describing there is a plus one boomerang exactly oh, exactly no. oh no all right so um Okay, we'll we'll keep the clearance racks. Maybe we can haggle them down lower. Uh, what's their like? What's their hot, fresh new items that they've got in the like the point of prominence within their shop? Uh, there are quite a few like very highly enchanted arms and armor. Um, okay. Let me scrambles for dungeon master's guide. <laughs> yeah, you're only a treasure table. Oh lord. That's not the right chapter. Hold please. Thank you. <laughs> Alright. So I'm I'm looking for people to join up with, by the way. What do you mean? Like just looking like because through. I was just flying around and, and you said I saw oh, like yeah, you can... carting away of sapphires, but I also saw Desmond yeah. and I saw Terjux and uh, Fallrock. Yeah. I'm gonna be heading more to the like weapons district because I want to see if I can get my the last upgrade to my siege crossbow. So. Oh yeah 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 I'll I'll go with Leyland then. Okay. Uh. For the premier enchanted items, you're definitely looking at, like, plus three weapons Ooh. and armor. Um, they got ion stones of every possible description. Ooh. Oh. Wands. Knowing, knowing that 
the Terrajux is going to want to haggle, um, and he might want an edge, I'm going to go with him. Okay. <laughs> they got wands, they got rings, they've got rods and staves. Um... Point of fact, you may want to hold off on the haggling until after we've met with the Duke, just in case. So, like, yeah, unless no, there's something right. that you absolutely got to have. Wait till we've got a little political capital to our backs. <laughs> absolutely a good point. There is a portable hole available for sale. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. with portable hole begins <laughs> <laughs> it is marked at 25,000 gold pieces uh, yeah. we're yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to take some employment from the duke I bet like he's probably got something he needs doing true, um, true. but that's all good to know um, yeah I I really like the idea of getting our uh, fighters with plus three weapons. I guess it would just be Leyland, really. Yeah. Um, we've have we established in the past whether or not the uh, crossbow can be enchanted. I don't think it's ever come up. Yeah, I don't might, think it's yeah. That might be something tasty. Um, since you you have gotten a lot of use out of it, to be sure. Um. Or uh, I guess they don't really do gadgets in the same way that gnomes do. But now that you've got a little bit more money, you could get another attachment. Yeah, I, I thought I could get one more. So I was going to look at that. Um, right. Well, I'll just go down my list here. Uh, animated shield. That is certainly available. Excellent. Uh, price range on that? Like... I, I forget what the standard prices are for all this stuff based on the rarities, so... Yeah, and I, I would just be up. making it up anyway. Yeah. Um, um, animated uh, Shield... That's a portable hole, like, four payments. <laughs> <laughs> um, animated Shield's gonna run you 10,000. Okay. Oof. Um... And then I, I'm going off a, a list here that has, like, all the expansions and stuff, so I don't know if all of these are going to exist, but uh, Bracelet of Rock Magic. Bracelet? Isn't that just any bracelet the dwarves make? Yes. Uh, <laughs> which, which is why it might be a little bit, you know, a little bit cheaper here. Let me take a look. Uh, bracelet of Rock Magic. Uh, I think it's the Tales from the Yawning Portal. Um... This is definitely, definitely available for purchase. It will cool, cost cool. you $7,500. Oh. oh, that's better than I was expecting. Okay. Um, Going to keep that on the list then. Uh, last one that uh, I wanted to look at for uh, Fall Rock's wedding present is a tankard of plenty. <laughs> I, I assume there's just like a thousand of these. Yeah, these are these are like novelty dwarven <laughs> items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you can you can get a tankard of plenty for like a hundred hundred gold pieces. I feel yeah. like that's in that's like the gift it. shops when they get non dwarves visiting. Yeah. Like, that's like the thing where it's like, yeah. oh, I want to be like a dwarf, so I get the tanker to plenty. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, you can you can buy these in six packs. You can buy them in twelve packs. <laughs> um, you can get them inscribed. Uh, it's basically like you. It's instead of a shot glass section, dwarven dwarven gas yeah. stations have tankered of plenty sections. I love Hell that. Yeah. I love it. Um, how much is a necklace of uh, fireballs? A necklace of fireballs is going to run you seventy five hundred. Oh, did the I've, I've given everybody their uh, beads come yeah. back forty four hundred. Uh, I think the necklace is one use, isn't it? Yeah. Oof. That's uh, yeah, it has one d six plus three beads, and yeah. uh, every time you. Yeah, you have to throw a bead. Yeah. Yep. So you would want like Oof. a wand or a staff. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Sovereign Glue. Uh, Sovereign Glue is available in several jug sizes. You can get, <laughs> you can get like one quote unquote dose for a thousand. You can get okay. ten dose, and it's like ten doses is going to be ten thousand. A hundred doses is going to yeah. be a hundred thousand. Yeah. And is that each dose is one ounce, um, or is it like the? typical sovereign glue rules where it comes with like 1d6 plus 2 ounces one one dose is one ounce ah, that's um, that's still so expensive how much for a wand of fireballs a wand of fireballs come on <laughs> come on <laughs> Through clerical error, ten gold. A wand of fireballs is going to run you um, twelve thousand gold pieces. Oh, that's everything I have. I'll I'll hold off. I don't I don't need a wand of fireballs. Uh, speaking stones like uh, rocky talkies. How much do those cost for like a Rocky set? Rocky talkies. Rocky talkies. Uh, yeah. Those are going to be five k. For how many? For a pair. Extra a pair. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of items that kind of fall under this category, so I have, it's less about the specific one and more about the use. I'm looking for something that can store spells, so like a spell bottle or a spell gem or a ring of spell storing. These are available uh, also. Excellent. Uh, Essentially, you're going to be able to find anything here that's not like artifact tier. Okay. And I will. I'll just kind of. I'm just browsing for now. I'll probably come back through once we've met with the Duke. But, sure. Um, yeah, I. I do inquire around uh, at these shops. You know if we had like a specialist order or um if we wanted to talk to somebody about our battery idea you know who who would we talk to if we're trying to um commission an item or discuss the feasibility of an enchantment rather than shopping for pre-made stuff commissions are taken in the main guild hall great yep. did the captain of the guard give us a like timetable on when the duke would meet with us or um... he said he would try and get you an audience with the duke okay but we haven't heard back or anything so it's... you have no, not all right i think uh Falrock, i'd love to have you along on this little uh proposal inquiry thing just because you You've done a little bit of research into like the upgrade forge and the inner workings of the tree ship, and um, I bring along uh, some of the Aldraxan research notes. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Because they they didn't have access to the reactor because of the vines and everything, but maybe they gleaned some like arcane signature or magical wavelength or you know things like that so um i'll have those notes ready in case the enchanter asks about specific figures okay and um yeah we go in there i uh explain that i want to discuss the feasibility of commissioning a uh item or a set of items for a specialized use case um who who would I meet with? How would I get in touch with them? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you're looking to make a commission, we can put you in touch with one of our senior enchanters. Um, you'll have to make an appointment. Some of them may be available right now. I'm not certain. They each have their own separate area of expertise. What exactly are you looking for? What uh, <clears throat> sort of enchantment are you hoping to have made? So I want to explain to this guy without giving away the whole we're trying to power up a mythol of which there only exists three on the continent. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, I I sort of explained to him that we need to have a large reserve of magical power uh, sort of available on demand for imbuing into 
you know, an existing mechanism or item at a, you know, at a given date. And uh, the enchantment itself doesn't need to do anything. It just needs to be able to stock large reserves of essence or magicka or mana or whatever the whatever the terminology is except i use like the layman's version of it <laughs> he's i didn't go to magic school just kind of blinks at this and he's and like, batteries don't exist so i can't say a battery yeah and uh, he it it's clearly a struggle for him to kind of get at the idea of an enchantment that isn't for anything. <laughs> Just to store magic potential. Yeah. Uh, and he he sort of um, messes around with, looks at different sheets of metal on his desk. and I'll elaborate a little further and explain how it's... Um... This is a mechanism that uh, consumes magical power from other enchanted objects to operate. And uh, we, we need a method of, you know, operating this or, uh, you know, powering it up once again. And Definitely not a mythol, though. Definitely not. <laughs> I, you know. I don't say the M word. Uh-huh. I, I just I explain that it is a, an apparatus, you know. I'll leave it at that. Uh -huh. uh, and I explained that, you know, our um, a, a buying a uh, buying an enchanted battle axe to use as fuel would be just kind of an unnecessary expenditure of time and effort from the smiths and the enchanters and all of that. So if there was a way to circumvent some of that issue and just get the uh material essence that we needed more directly in a portable form that would be super great he says let me see if our generalist has anything on his docket right now and he um again rifles through some sheaves of metal and says it looks like Herhelm is free at the moment if you wanted to speak to him about this i'm afraid it's a little beyond my i don't even know what school of magic you would classify that under uh, neither do i enchantment i would hope enchantment isn't a school of magic it's a practice oh <laughs> that, I'm so, that's why we need an expert you understand now that i'm a little out of my depth um yeah let's go meet with uh Hem helmholm helmholm hear him Herhim. Herhim Duskmall. Yeah, Herhim Duskmall. That's a strong name. Let's go meet with him, if we can. You are once again directed down a hallway, an office door is knocked upon, you are yep. admitted. Uh, there is a... The office itself has, like, three walls of metal sheaves that are kind of full of notes attached to the Ooh. walls and connected by strings and such. Mm -hmm. um, lots of interesting diagrams that you are uh, not super able to follow. There's a lot of arcane formulae sort of inscribed upon them, etc. cetera. Right. Uh, at the center of this mess, um, hunched over a workbench, um, tapping out tiny runes onto the... The side of an object is presumably Herhim Duskhelm, who peers up at you and says, Welcome, welcome, take a seat. And he kind of brings you over. You know how banks have like the little sections with the chairs where you talk yeah. about loans? It's kind of like that. He takes you over there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I bow, of course. He inclines his head and takes a seat and says, uh, What can you, what can I do for you? Some sort of. Uh, Generalist enchantment, you're looking for a, a plus one battle axe, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, of a sort. And I, I gesture at Fall Rock and I say, my associate and I are... And then I I go into kind of a refined version of the spiel because now I have um, 
I, I have some terminology I can use that the previous person like suggested and the the pitch is a little more put together, but only a little bit. And I kind of drill back down into the the core proposal is we want a magic item without any of the like blacksmithing costs to create a honed edge on a battle axe or source a haft or any of that. It just needs to be a magic cube full of magic and we are going to use it to power up an apparatus that um strips enchantments out right. of magical objects and then... it, it's it's a lot less about the item that that's being consumed and a lot more about the magic given permanence from what i can tell it, it it's yeah a magical drain almost yeah but it it does consume the item as well we're just trying to not waste good items and just get a powerful permanence magic. And I've got a like a notepad where I've written down a couple of the various things that we've fed to Teliferous in the past. Not all of them, because that <laughs> list would be highly incriminating. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, um, you know, I kind of explain how we've we've thrown in enchanted arrows into the vicinity of the apparatus, um, and we've. I think we've probably like tossed in a sword at one point and we've, you know, little bits of magic armor and a sphere of positive energy. And these were all uh, effective in varying degrees to operate the device. And uh, as sort of an explanation of, you know, the, this one worked really well, the arrows, it took a lot of them, but because they were permanent enchantments, presumably it did eventually generate enough uh, essence to operate the device. He is oh. also taking notes on a small sheet of, like he has an actual paper notebook, which is uh -huh. one of the first ones that you've seen since you've gotten here. Oh yeah, I suppose it would be. Um, and he's like, so you simply need magic differentials and he's scribbling and there's um, right. He sort of. Oh, yeah, we have heard like the term magical differential before. Yes. I think. Um, you need and I go, yes, that's it exactly. Strong source. He's not paying attention to you anymore. He's <laughs> he's outlining things on his his notebook. Um, and I, if there are any of the like Aldraxan notes that might have pertinent information, I. I have them available, but I I imagine they wouldn't have anything particularly no. insightful. Nah. Um, after a couple of minutes, he sits back and examines his notebook with pursed lips and says, I think it can probably be accomplished. Hmm. I, the cost obviously would be dependent on exactly how much magic you wanted stored. Size may also be an issue. The matrices, we'd have to tinker with it. Certainly. I know I'm not there, but would it help for him to see the space in the forge, or is that like classified information right now? Yeah. Probably I, classified. I just don't trust these people yet. Like, no. they are donkills, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're cool. Mm hmm. I, I'm just always a little bit skeptical we, of letting people as we should around be. in our stolen elvish tree ship. <laughs> yep. Um, but, like, if push comes to shove, I wouldn't mind, um, like, providing him diagrams of some of the runes, maybe, or, uh, something along those lines, but we'll see. Yeah, it, what it boils down to, uh, he's like, yes, I think we can probably accomplish this. I think this can probably be done. It will take some time. It will take... Mm -hmm not an insignificant influx of resources to accomplish. We're dealing with something that's relatively untested. Mm -hmm. But I think that it can probably be... I think it can probably be done. He sits back. Just a, a magical reservoir. Interesting concept. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, um, well, we're not quite in a position yet to commit funding to this but we may be within a day or two um if that were the case do you can you give us a ballpark estimate of 
the time and resources involved before we might be able to begin testing the prototypes on the device? As I said, it would depend entirely on how much magic you wanted this object to hold. As much as possible. Well, that that's... But no. We're okay starting with something small. How much of the sky do you want to sail through? <laughs> yes. You know, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we'll try and come up with uh, some measurements and get back to you. This has been very helpful already, though. Um, we'll need to do some some tests of our own apparatus to see what kind of measurements affect it. Um, we haven't... We're still learning about this thing, so... We'll, we'll get back to you once we have some more specifics. Very well. You are welcome to uh, welcome to meet with me anytime, as long as I'm not in a another meeting, he says. Certainly. All right. Been a pleasure. Um, Thank you. He wanders back to his desk. We, we float away. One of you floats you away. You float. <laughs> I, I slide out of the room as though wearing Heelys. <laughs> <laughs> um cool okay well let's grab lunch and sort of discuss our future plans here okay yeah um what's so everybody down. else up to i said i was going I, to the... i'm trying to book a venue <laughs> we're doing an outside wedding so we can have teliferous fly over <laughs> well yeah <laughs> skydiving okay so you are planning on having the wedding here at diangea yeah, I can't think of anywhere else that would really suffice. It, right? We, we or one there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about like having something constructed where we could have like a vestibule underneath of the tree, and we just kind of like bring it up to three thousand feet and just have I, it outside. It could be cool to have the wedding on the lawn of Teliferous. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That okay. Born for that. I like that better. Place, but. Yeah, maybe we I should do, do, really do that like instead that. and have some, like, stuff made to do it on Teliferous. Yeah. We could we could build one of those little arch trellises that they walk through. Yeah, and, and a gazebo. And they'll walk okay, through it yeah. and they'll be teleported to the <laughs> wild. Like, oh, 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 Lady Blossom, you've done it again. <laughs> well, she's invited, obviously. I did, I did leave a, an invitation with her. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, she's yeah. coming. Business she associates. <laughs> Wedding gifts. Freely given. <laughs> oh God. Well, it's. Um, I mean, if nothing else, it's better to send the invitation and avoid a maleficent scenario. Right. Uh, true. If she but... found out that she wasn't invited to your wedding, what wrath would we incur? We yeah. What it, what is the what is the Fey approach to a wedding registry? <laughs> Requesting gifts freely give like. So... It is, yeah, it's like, are gifts freely given if there's a social obligation to give them? Yes. Hmm. A question this for you to dangerous. find out. Yes. Oh, well. I guess what you get is to go to the wedding? I don't know. Yeah. It's like an, she's a it's like an admission price. Yeah. Like when I go to donate blood, it's to get gummies. I hope your oh, invitation geez. was at least carefully worded. Very rather than the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got a um, I got a copyright lawyer to help me draft it. Yeah, that's a very common mistake when inviting members of the Fane courts to weddings. Is you you are cordially invited to this wedding, and they take that to mean that they are invited to own the wedding, like they are invited yeah. to take the wedding, and then they just <laughs> the whole celebration up and vanishes into the Feywild. Yeah. No, no, no. I was very careful. She is. She is invited to experience the it's wedding. It's less an invitation and more a contract. <laughs> uh, in which RSVPing is a magical uh, binding right. Yeah, that's everything in the uh, Wild. But uh, we'll we'll see if she shows. Um, it'll be cool. It'll it'll be fine. I'll work on the seating arrangement. She won't be anywhere near Valanthe. Um, it'll probably be fine. You know what? Sure. I'll put yeah. her. In, I'll put her at Lori's table. They'll have a great time together. 
Oh boy. They can spend the entire wedding doing like chess master verbal maneuverings around each other. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go to the the wood woodworker, the carpenters, and have contract out some chairs, tables, yeah. nice vestibule, and a gazebo. Of course. Um and a um we need also need like a photo booth. The right. medieval equivalent of a photo booth. Well, I've got the memno fluid, so I can. I know exactly. I, we just have the memno fluid, and you just. You can know. I be the photographer? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hang, hang on, did you invite the vampire and the yeah. lich as well? Oh my god! Well, yeah, that, how did. Well, it's not like wow. they aren't already you, here. How it's did not you? Like they got them? on this plane, anyways. Um. Well, okay. So there's a lot of these people for RSVPing where I'm not. I'm not, like, 100% sure how to send mail to them, so a lot of times I'll just, like, I'll stand up at the top of Teliferous and cast my voice off into the wind, or I'll make an envelope stone. and then burn it in the fireplace, or, <laughs> okay. you know. Okay. I don't know. Magic uh, is a way I... of just working itself out. I start flying around and I I cut myself on my arm and just hold it out and yeah and I'll be like you, know, you are invited to witness and <laughs> it's fine. So I'll that I mean there. that's what I'm doing right now. I I'm flying around and uh, my my attention was recently drawn to the volcano. Uh huh. And and Ched is is suddenly filled with a future um, wish, desire, passion. To become fire incarnate, and he he says to himself as he's flying, "If only I could be so grossly incandescent," and <sighs> hopes to one day be able to wild shape into an elemental. Bro, are you stealing my gig? Can't you do that already? I'm the grossly no. incandescent oh. one. It is. Fall Rock uh, is very much grossly incandescent. Yeah, but like any <laughs> elemental, he's yeah. This yeah. this one particularly is speaking to him. You do feel like that might be a possibility on the table at some point. You think that you're just about there. You've been practicing oh. your wild shapes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, that's chat. Leyland, what are you up to? I wanted to go look for enhancements to oh, the that's trust. Yes, of course. So, you make your way over to the, the smithing guild. Um, mm -hmm. And... You are much a very similar process. You are, you know, told commissions take place inside. You are brought to, um, sort of like a receptionist who wants to know exactly what you're looking for. Um, can't remember exactly what all you, you you had given me at one point a list of a few different things that could be added on to it. I know I got like the crit one. Um. Yes. Unfortunately, that was literally years ago, and I do not like. Yes. I I do not have the time to dig it yes. up right now. Um, it'd be kind of cool to get some kind of like. Uh, can you can you multi attack with the crossbow, or does it you have to reload it between, like shots? Yeah, I mean, I had to get so I had to, I had to get the expertise just so I didn't have to take a turn to yeah. an action to. Yeah. You could um, maybe you could get something where you can like get a three bolt clip so you can fire it multiple times or like a scope or some kind of uh dwarven accelerator that makes the bolts fire harder. Oh, what if you had what if there was something you could do where it like supercharges the um firing mechanism and for like your next shot? it turns it from a single target attack into a line friends waffle irl <laughs> is a railgun fetishist yes look come on of course they're awesome i, I want to see if there's if i can get something that where it shoots two you can two absolutely get a a multi-attack clip essentially okay yeah, that would be really good. If that's the case, I don't even know if I need hand crossbows at that point. So, yeah, how much would that? that how would much would that run you? One thousand gold pieces. Oh, sold. <laughs> um, Kachunk. 
And then, like, you've got explosive bolts, but are there any other, like, cool ammo types we could hook up with? And I know I just said cool, but it wasn't the pun intentional. I Like, a freeze bolt would be really cool. Yes. Something where you could be like, stop, and we, like, we could stop people in their tracks. Collaborate. Ice. Listen. Yeah. That would be more the purview of the Enchanter's Guild. There definitely was, like, magic ammo on sale there. Leyland, we should look at getting you a bolt that is also a dimensional shackle. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. If, here, okay, general rule of thumb, Waffle, if the word dimensional appears in the name, (laughs) I'm not letting you combine it with other things. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, it would be really useful if we could shoot a arrow into someone that prevents them from teleporting. Yeah, that would be pretty neat. <laughs> or, yeah, I guess we could do it with, a like, an anti-magic arrow. planar grounding. Yeah, essentially. Um, oh, you know what we do? We take one of those spikes that Lori gave us that we never used, which stabilize dimensions. Mm-hmm. And we put it on the end of an arrow. (laughs) (laughs) And we fire it into somebody and see what happens. Oh, Lord. Uh Uh-huh. Don't hate it. (laughs) It might, like, it might do something to hatchling effects. It might. Because that's all, like, that's, like, dimensional intrusion kind of stuff. Quick, stab it. Stab yourself in the torso with it. Yeah, see what happens. Mm. See if your arm falls off. Well, I mean... We'll have to try it at some point, yeah. While we're all gathered here at this pizza parlor, I say, arms gesturing, having gathered everybody to the pizza parlor, um, Uh I, and I'm like, I'm noticing Desmond is like doing sketches for the designs on the chairs, and I've got my RSVP list, which is uh, frighteningly underpopulated right now with yeses. And you know, we've we've got Leyland is doing catering, and Ched is gonna take care of the albino tiger that is going to bring the ring. The what? And I'm just like, um, going it's, about it's just Ched. <laughs> it's just Ched. <laughs> yeah, it's just Ched. <laughs> it's, it's way less expensive to just have Ched Wild shape into an albino tiger than it is to train one. So. And then um, he's also gonna do the doves at the end. Yeah. And he is the dust. <laughs> I assume I can mimic mutations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, my before we get too deep into this beautiful moment in Falrock's life, I think we all need to sit here and take a good hard look at the inconvenient fact that we still don't have the bride. <laughs> and I think we I've need... mentioned that a, a very multiple times so yeah, yeah, yeah. Leyland Leyland I, I know it's fine okay what <laughs> all I'm gonna look we need to seriously begin discussing our plans of how we are going to rescue Fall Rock's wife to be because because right now we don't really have any Plus plans the Duchess of Agaton as well uh, yeah well yeah we're gonna get them all but uh she's got to show up to the wedding i like somebody has I'm gonna, to we're gonna show up there we're gonna rescue her and then i'm gonna hand her an invitation <laughs> desmond puts his hand over his mouth and he goes are we doing a shotgun wedding no 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 we're we just have to you know i feel like we haven't given any thought to how we're actually going to and i like look around to make sure there's no dwarves like listening in or like snooping and i'm like heist the mountain home well i just imagined her um being dropped down by winged monkeys that chet is summoned to the excuse no no we're gonna do the we're gonna do the skydiving thing yes but <laughs> okay okay um, oh wait no but if we're having it up on teliferous how are we gonna another fall uh, okay all right time time out time out time out time out all right i i think everyone here is overlooking the fact that she may not want to marry me. Dun, dun, dun! Uh, this oh, is the medieval system. It doesn't really matter what she wants. Oh, hey, It's okay. Like, cheer up, bud. What? I no. Know, I know this is a stressful time, but... 
when you come the, swooping the thing, in, the, breaking the her out thing, of the mountain home, the whole thing was will... scheduled by her aunt. Right? The whole sure, thing but, was scheduled. Yeah. But you're a good dude. So? I, hey, look, 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 look. I, I'm just saying that the rescue operation should come absolutely first. Instead of all this wedding planning for a wedding may not happen. If it does, great. Thank you. Appreciated. But there there are no guarantees. Love finds a way. <laughs> Wait, I'm no, leaving that whole pause in. Um, I agree, though. And we don't have any intel right now. And that's the problem. We... We don't know anything about where they're being held or what kind of... We need floor plans. We need blueprints. We need something that we can sit down and have a heist montage while we look over. Um, we need disguises and gadgets and fake names and convoluted plans that can fail and then we switch to the backup plan. And people on the inside besides the Master Scrivener who can help yes. us. It's just like, I don't know where to begin. So, uh, Falrock, you know the mountain home a little bit better. Falrock, is... actually, can everybody make an insight check for me? I think this might be the first dice rolling we've had in two episodes. Yeah. Rolled it once. Eleven. What do I add to that? Natural 20. Uh, insight is a wisdom check. 22. Ooh, 24. I'm good at wisdom. I got a 10. Excellent. So, uh, all of you who, who did well, um, you recall the captain of the guard telling you that the Duke of Onyx literally split his home off of the continent to spite the adamantine king. Yep. And yeah. might be inclined to assist you in an endeavor that more or less spits directly in the king's eye. I had True, mentioned yeah. that. I had mentioned that that you know, it's not like the Donkels don't have a uh, a grudge to. Yeah. Uh... yeah, you're right. True. Very true. We'll bring it up when we meet with him and be like, "Hey, hey, check this out." Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's do that because maybe yeah. he'll have like intel or. Because I imagine, like, not every Donk Hill, in name, every Donk Hill was banished from the mountain home. But, like, well, when a Donk Hill marries into another family or something, there's there's still a Donk Hill. I mean, I true. I, not all of the Donk Hills were banished, though. That that's why the wedding the was. Yeah, that's why the wedding was planned. Is because uh, I got to a certain status. Yeah. Right. All most like Falrock was catapulted way up the. The duchies like, uh, yeah. I went from not having a ranking to like sixteenth, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because most of the up higher ups in the clan were exiled. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and I, I, I pause with a slice of pizza at the ready, and I say, okay. So, <laughs> we meet with the duke. We explain our audacious plan. We gather up. A team of dwarves, uh, which is a, a great time to also segue into, you know, after the heist, we can be like, hey, you saw how we worked. Why don't you come work for us permanently? <laughs> That's a great way to scare them off. Yeah, they immediately <laughs> yeah. all leave screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, uh, so we definitely need to get the dwarves on board here. I'm trying to think, like, countermeasures what we really need are we need like countermeasures against the known threats the biggest one of which is what if the adamantine pope tries to intercept us I'm working on that i'm reading glory's notes yeah have you learned anything about adamantine yet in the couple of days that you've had since we visited the lounge you mean desmond can't just charm him again <laughs> mm. Uh, maybe. You can certainly try. 
Um, I imagine they just took that part of his brain out and replaced it with a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It, the adamantine notes is something that I, I need to actually yeah. figure out what to roll for. But We can discuss I'll, I'll that, I'll get on yes. that. Yeah, I'll get on it. Okay. And I... I uh, I gasp with uh, my slice of pizza drooping over as though Falrock has just revealed some critical plot detail to me. Uh, the the listeners will have to wait until next time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can't be. Are you sure? Oh yeah, no. It's um, <laughs> the the pizza here is it's cheesy and delicious. Um, it's wonderful. The the pizza place is called Stone Fired. Um, yeah, yeah, it's stone fired. Um, the the pizza place is actually called Stoney's. I hate that. And I hate <laughs> yeah. We come up with a better name than Quick. You're the DM. <laughs> no, uh, it's Stoney's. Um, it's run by a dwarf named Stony Underrutter. <laughs> and uh, he's a he's a big Italian dwarf with a, a grease stained apron and uh, and he goes around shaking hands with the customers going hey welcome to Stoney's good to have you and you can't he's prove gotta... that he used to be in the mob but yeah but... he's got a really big hairnet on his head and beard it's just one big net yeah. around his head yeah it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a beekeeper's hat <laughs> And that's how you know he runs a tight ship, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like, yeah, he looks fucking crazy. Donnie's <laughs> was, you know, like, it looks like a dive, but it's, uh, the people keep coming back. Yeah. And uh, as you are sitting here discussing making plans, a, a burly dwarf in official government uniform comes in. Falrock, you would recognize, like, Clan Donkill, like, official business uniform. Uh, mm -hmm. And he comes over to your table and says, you have been granted an audience with the Duke. If you would like to follow me, we can we can uh, go see him. Yes, at once. Excellent. Yeah, just, you know, Bounce pay up. the tab. Pay the tab. It's going to cost you two whole gold pieces. Cause you it's guys worth it for stones. Absolutely. Absolutely. I pay the two gold. Uh, and that's, I think, where we're going to stop. Uh, not the most exciting of episodes, but we're making progress. We actually we dice. There was a there was a yeah. dice roll. Um, you got to see some of the inner workings of our our regular off camera or off mic haggling with Joe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, next time I promise that the plot will move forward. <laughs> uh, I've been Joe, your host and your dungeon master for this. Dungeons and Dragons adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at the Alchemist Club eighty eight at gmail.com or the Alchemists Club eighty eight at gmail.com. You can find us on just about every podcasting uh, platform that you can think of. Uh, maybe on some that you can't think of. Matthew, what are our <laughs> socials? Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemists Club on TikTok. And our intrepid adventurers were Daniel playing Chet Fleek. Hey all, playing Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Falrock. I'm Matt and I play Leolin. Waffle playing Tarjax Heiko. Thanks for joining us.